this episode, we are talking about why everybody needs energy work in their lives. We address how the people who need it the most tend to have the hardest time making it happen. We also talk about all the reasons that energy work is so necessary to your whole body, mind, and spirit, including that six-letter word, stress. This is Heather Wood and Jamie Hayhurst, and this is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. All right, Jamie, let's talk about why energy work is so needed in your life, not just your life, but I mean, everybody's life. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Well, first, let's let's just quickly recap that energy work is about treating your whole entire being, not just the physical, the the mental, the spiritual, the emotional, you know, otherwise known as body, mind and spirit, um, treating all of it together. Yes. Um, and we talk a little bit more about that in our self-care episode that we did. Um, so you can go back and listen to that if you haven't, but really like addressing, taking care of yourself as all of those pieces, not right. just like enough to barely run on empty and get through your day to take care of everybody else, but actually to keep yourself really going. Like you had a, you had an awesome analogy that you said in that episode. We, you reference it again about the cup overflowing. Your cup should always be overflowing. And I think it's told to us that we should fill our cups so we can fill other people's cups. But really, our cup should be full and overflowing. And what we give to other people comes only from the overflow. Yes. Isn't that so against everything that we've been sort of conditioned to believe? Yes. Yes. (laughs) But so true. Right. I find that the people in this world who need energy work on the regular the most are the least likely to to tend to do it regularly I couldn't agree with that statement more (laughs) um you know we're really shown especially if you're an empath we're really taught that in order to be a kind person and you know I, I think that this is probably even more prevalent for women than it is for men but it certainly affects both both genders um, or however you identify that you're, you're supposed to be a martyr. Like if you're, if you're a good person, if you're here to give, you know, you're supposed to martyr yourself in order to do that. Not, you're not supposed to go get regular Reiki. You're not supposed to, um, you know, sit and do a chakra alignment meditation. Like you are supposed to almost die to take care of everybody else. Right. And I, and I will go on record to say that, I would think that most of my clients or most of the people that I know that are doing chakra alignment meditations are doing it like they're hiding. They're in their bedroom hiding because they don't even want to say what they're doing because they don't want to deal with what someone's going to think about it. Yeah. Or they're going for a drive in the car, you know, like, oh, I'll I'll sneak it in on my way to Target or something. You know, it's hard to make that time. Listen, my throat chakra, (laughs) (laughs) talking about it, making time for myself. It just went all wonky. There you go. Pay attention. Pay attention. (laughs) Um, But also, you know, empathic people, energy sensitive people, people who take care of other people. Absolutely. You need energy work even more than the next guy. But also people who deal with other people who are in low energy states. Um, And low energy states are people whose like frequency, their energetic frequency, which 
dude, science can measure. So if that's making you eye roll right now, go look it up. Um, but it's like illness, stress, trauma. If you are dealing with people who are in those kinds of states, your energy, your own healthy energy frequency is being dropped down to those levels constantly. And you're constantly picking it back up. Oh my God, do you need energy work? Right. But I mean, and we can talk about those types of professions or careers and you know you might be thinking that's like a first responder or a teacher or someone but guess what if you work with humans at all you're coming into contact with low vibe humans who are are pulling your energy down just from being near them absolutely absolutely so whatever your profession is whatever or even just i don't want to say just being a mom as if that's less of a profession it is certainly not. It's not a profession. It's something far bigger than that. You're still dealing with people coming to you and handing you their low vibe stuff. And it, I don't care how strong your boundaries are. I don't care how trained you are as an empathic person in protecting your energy field. It is just a law of of energy. It's it's a physics thing that you are going to, your energy field is going to be pulled down to that lower vibrating might not be all the way to where they are, but it is going to be pulled down by that happening. So my God, do you need the energy work? Right. And also if you're sitting there and you're thinking you're listening and you're thinking, well, I actually keep my boundaries really high and I have my like energy bubble up really well and people don't really affect me that much. Well, the, the truth is that managing that is actually tiring too. Yes. Even if you're doing a great job of managing other people's energy, it's tiring and your energy needs support to do that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'll, I'll even give you a personal example of that. So I teach people how to protect their energy fields. Like I, I know how to do that. I'm good at it. It's part of my job. However, even though I am fantastic at that, I'm good at it. I'm because I'm so sensitive. I have to be good at that. So if that's your story too, listen up, I am a energy manager. Okay. Like if there's not many things that are very Karen-esque about me, but this is one of them. Like I try to manage the energy of every room, of every person. I want everyone to feel better. And I'm constantly checking in on how everybody feels. And it's not even always conscious. (laughs) Sometimes it just happens. So even then I will, I know the sign, I get this almost, we, we reference it as like an energy hangover, Jamie, but like it's this headachey, achy body feeling when I know even though I've been protecting my energy field, it's my frequency has gotten low. I've let too much in. I've worried too much outside of myself. Right. I need to, I need to, you know, bring it back in and, and do some work. It happens to literally everybody. Yes. In whatever way it happens to you, it happens. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Even okay. if, you don't, even if you don't consider yourself intuitive, that even if you're just like you're somewhere or you're, something happens at work or if you're at a party or something and after you're a little grumpy or you're a little tired that's what that is Uh uh-huh exactly exactly you can be the most extroverted of extroverts right and being around people is still going to bring your energy down and you are still going to need energy work absolutely okay the other big reason why you need energy work regularly (laughs) is the six letter word (laughs) It's called stress. <laughs> yes. Yep. Exactly. Okay. 
I want to talk a little bit about stress because it is a term kind of thrown around a lot. Um, it's also weirdly like, like admired, like, oh, oh yeah, being stressed is like such a badge of honor or something like in our culture. Um, and so misunderstood in, in what it's actually doing to you and how to actually alleviate and deal with it. Um, that I'd love to just talk a little bit about stress. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Okay. So there are, there are two main types of stress. The first is like a, a big threat to you, right? right? So this is like, this is what you're designed to deal with. You're your prehistoric brain that exists in your head <laughs> in your root chakra <laughs> exactly is designed to um, deal with stress as it comes and as it goes all right so i'm going to use the example of a bear attack okay right. so you're walking through the woods foraging for berries back you know in a past life as a as a cave woman um, and you're you're doing that and all of a sudden you come upon a bear Okay. What's going to happen is your body is going to enter into its FFF response, which other people probably know as fight, flight, or freeze response to deal with this stressor in front of you being the bear. And most people probably only know a fight or flight. Yes. The freeze freeze is very, very common. Very common. Yes. And a lot of times freeze is, is, um, with one of the other two. So you right. freeze and then you do one of the other ones. So sometimes it gets overlooked for that too. But you're you get launched into this mode, right? right. So it's the amygdala, which is in like the front part of your brain, senses danger and like literally sounds an alarm that you are unsafe and your body reacts to it. Yep. Okay. Um, it focuses on that bear, that threat in front of you with tunnel vision. So much like when we were talking about the chakras in the last last episode, it sort of prioritizes how to make you survive right now. So things like digestion, <laughs> it doesn't bother with that, right? It's like, nope, we can digest later. Let's bring all of our attention to fighting this bear in front of us, right? Right. Or in the analogy, it's like, forget the berries, like you throw the berries to the ground, yeah. all you're all you're thinking about is just getting safe. Perfect, exactly. The berries become unimportant in right. this moment. Yes. Right. So let's say you know you and your past life as a cave woman, you outrun the bear, you get away from the bear, and the you either kill the bear or the bear moves on, it's gone. Now the threat or the stressor has left. Mm-hmm. So now your body does this thing where your adrenaline is still spiking and you're all excited. So literally you would celebrate, you would run back to your village of people and be like, I just escaped a bear attack. Right. Um, and everyone would be like, yay. And maybe there'd be like a little feast for the fact that you defeated the bear. Right. And then you would get tired as hell. Right. Right. <laughs> And you would go, oh, I'm tired. Now that I've gone through this, I need to go rest and recharge because that whole system has gone on and I got to reset, right? right? Okay. So I'm not saying that there aren't people out there now that are running into bears regularly. I am sure somebody is. Someone is, yeah. There's definitely someone out there. Someone is. But for most of us, the threat is now a little bit different and we're dealing with something called chronic stress instead, right? So chronic stress is when instead of a bear, it's or, or let's say the bear's there, but like instead of getting away from the bear or killing the bear, 
you sort of say, you know what, Bear, just why don't you just walk around with me? I'm not going to look at you. Right. Right. <laughs> and so you're constantly responding in that FFF state and in a place where feeling unsafe is a constant for you and your your body is constantly working that way, which is releasing all kinds of chemicals, which is junking up that beautiful energy field that you have, right? Right. And then, and then every other stress that you encounter, even if it's minor, feels like another bear because your, your adrenals and your brain and your ego are constantly on high alert. So it loses its ability to discern levels of danger. Yes. We all know those people who every little thing that happens to them sends them over the edge into feeling completely unsafe and not being well, right? We all know them. Yep. We've all probably been them yep. <laughs> at some point. But that is because of that. You literally get stuck in an ego response, which is a fear-based response to everything happening to you because right. of your, the inability to know how to deal with chronic stress, which right. is not your fault, baby. You have not been taught how to do this. So keep right. that in mind too. So I will be right back after this short break. I like to describe this sort of chronic stress um, with a bucket analogy. Is it all right if I describe that to you, Jay? Yes, please. <laughs> so let's imagine that you have a big bucket and this bucket, the size of your bucket, the material your bucket's made out of, not something in your control. All right. So the, the size of your bucket is kind of based on your genetics, what was handed down to you. Um, plus some early life experience that you were too young to have any control over and a little bit flavor in a little bit of your personality and you've got the size of your bucket. So some people have these really large buckets and some people have really small ones. And what that means is if your bucket is really large, if you imagine in this scenario that stress is the water that's going to go into your bucket, people with that large bucket can have a lot of these chronic stress things pile in before it gets to an overflow point or before it gets to a problem point. Right. If you have a smaller bucket, there's less that, you know, sort of build up before you have to, before you have an issue. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So the size of your bucket, you didn't pick it, baby. <laughs> you got into it. No, but it really does not matter that much. Okay. Like it, what matters is how you deal with the water coming in. Like, what do you do? All right. right. So, Holding on to the water in your bucket is sort of just like this heavy thing that you have to walk around with all the time, right? right? And it's physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's all of this stuff going into your bucket. So in order to not spontaneously combust or to crumble or to completely go down health-wise, right? Because right. physical health does not handle this kind of stress very well, um, we create taps, so these little spigots coming out of our bucket that release some of this stress, right? right? So you can create healthy taps and you can create unhealthy taps. So healthy taps would be any kind of energy work, baby. Right. Right. <laughs> like you've got all this stress going into your bucket about what are, what are you going to do about school restarting? What are you going to do about, are you going to, you know, how many times are you going to go to the grocery store? Like, how am I going to worry about this part? Like, what about this economic issue? Like, Right. All of this is just filling up your bucket. If you're not using the tap to let some of it out, you're right. going down fast. 
right? This is very right. difficult to manage. Okay. So doing something like going to get Reiki, going to get acupuncture or acupressure or doing breath work or stopping for a meditation for a moment or, you know, think like even studying the chakras, doing something like that creates a really healthy tap in your bucket where you can drain out that stress, right? right. More is going to come in, baby. <laughs> right. I hate when people say, referencing back to that toxic posit positivity, like, you got to live a stress-free life. Well, yeah. who the mother F can do that? No. Right. You can't control that. That's It's impossible to say yeah. that. Your body is designed to manage stress. You actually need a level of stress in your life. Your body is physically designed for a level of stress. Right. It's when it gets too much. It's when it overflows, let's say, past the halfway point for you for stress that you need to be releasing that out. It's too much for you to constantly manage. Right. right? So there's also these unhealthy taps that you can put in, right? And what they do, instead of just draining the water out, they relieve, they take the water out, but they filter it back in, right? Mm -hmm. This is temporary, temporary relief of the stress. So that would be anything that would distract you. That would be um, maybe scrolling. scrolling. Oh, yes. Uh, maybe in an unhealthy way, using drugs and alcohol to avoid stuff, right? Instead right. of going like, let, let me actually get rid of this stress or, or empty it for a bit. It's going to come back, but I'll empty it out. Like these would be these unhealthy taps that most of us use more than we use the healthy taps, which I mean, energy work for me is the number one way to just reset this, right? right. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and living with your bucket full of stress actually shrinks your brain. Like I'm not making that up. This is no science. That's, yeah, that's, there there are studies about that. Look it up. Go Google this. I'm yeah. telling you, it actually shrinks your brain, and when it affects your amygdala, which is that part that sounds that alarm that sets off your FFF response, right? And it it makes you perceive fear more often. It's like putting a fear filter over your eyes and seeing everything is more fearful than it is. Right. Quite often, people stuck in this very victim-y mindset are stuck there because of the fact that they do not have healthy ways of dealing with their stress. They don't know how to get the bucket empty. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then the amygdala flags the adrenals, and then the adrenals are constantly running, and then they get fatigued. And then mm -hmm. your system literally ceases to operate at a normal level because it's so exhausted. Yes. Chronic stress. And, you know, these, a lot of these illnesses that we see popping up, these chronic illnesses that people are like, where does this come from? Like doctors aren't sure. Right. Babe, it's, it's your, your don't have any healthy taps on your bucket or you don't have enough. Right. Right. And healthy taps can be, um, you know, taking a nap, eating healthily, putting healthy food into your diet, calling a friend and venting if you need to vent. Like there are things that you can add into your life to, to let the water out of the bucket that um, that aren't super taxing or super expensive or, or anything like that, but just get that energy out so that your body can start to, to function as it's supposed to. Yes, yes. Having all that stress in your system, your body has to prioritize and your energy field has to prioritize dealing with that first because it will literally kill you, right. will kill you. So it doesn't, you know, deal with all these other issues for you, these deep emotional issues that you've got going on. All of a sudden you feel 
your emotions are all over the place. You don't feel like you have any control over them anymore. I feel like digestion, I keep saying, but it's just such a problem for people. It's so connected to stress, you know, that gut brain. Um, And it's such an issue that like, yes, you do not have to go do like six hours of energy work. Although if you have that opportunity, call me, I'll come. God, that sounds amazing. But you don't have to, like you said, call a friend, do anything that just sort of resets you energetically and gives you a moment to deal or to breathe. It's so important. Yeah, I would look, I would, I think a good indicator of whether you're, you have a healthy or unhealthy spigot to your bucket is, um, like, if, is it numbing you out? Is it turning things off? If that's what's happening, then it's not actually helping you, right? Yeah. Like, scrolling on the phone or, or you know, having to, ha- like, instantly feeling like I, I have to get a glass of wine. Yeah. Not there's anything with there's nothing wrong with drinking sort of any issues with alcohol like that but if that's your go-to like reaction to stress then it's because you're looking for a way to numb out for a second right yes. so like a healthy response is to get that water out of the bucket but to actually have it leave like scrolling like that nothing actually leaves you just tap out for a second mm-hmm Right? The problem's still there. The energy, the buildup, the frustration, all of that is still there. Yes. It's like, it's like having a bunch of elephants in the room and like right. scrolling or, you know, putting a blindfold on or, or, you know, drinking. So you forget that it's there is that, and yeah, I have no problem with drinking. I have no problem with, you know, going and getting medication to deal with anxiety. I'm I cheer you on to do all of those things, you know what I mean? But to also address what's going on, if you're only doing the numbing, distracting things, like we all need to distract ourselves sometimes, that's allowed. But if you're only doing that, you're not ever going to get to a better place. You're just going to continuously feel worse. And that's what we want to to save you from, right? Yeah. Another cool thing about this is that um, you can actually make dealing with stress easier for the generations below you by dealing with it yourself. Okay. How so? You can also make it harder. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Okay. So yeah. the, the size of your bucket, and I'm using this as an analogy, but I'm telling you, this is backed by science, by medicine. You can look this up. It won't, don't Google it as the bucket, but look at it as stress. <laughs> The way that you deal with stress is passed through your DNA. Yes. I'm going to say that again. The way you deal with your stress is passed through your DNA. So if you are constantly having this bucket that's at the top and you barely let any out just to survive and keep going, if that's how you're you're operating, you are going to pass that on to the next generation. Now, I don't think it's some great responsibility you have to like fix it for other people. But if, if you think of it like, Oh, this isn't just for me, this is for everybody around me that I can better. And even if you have children, you've already given birth, they've passed the DNA on. If they see you changing the way you deal with stress, finding more healthy taps to add to your bucket, it will improve for them. And then it will continue to improve down the line, baby. Right. And that's hard work. If it wasn't modeled for you, it's hard to learn that. And then, but just like we said earlier in the previous episode, just you working on yourself 
is going to cause you to model better behavior for other people, your children included, but even, even if you don't have children, just it's going to model better behavior, better energy management for other people. So like if you work on your own stuff first, that spreads out to everyone. There's that ripple effect that then you're doing that for other people too. Oh, yes. And I feel like people are doing this a little bit in reverse. Like where somebody starts talking about how stressed they are and it's like that somebody else has to one up them stressed they are. (laughs) Yeah, we get it. You win. You win the competition. I don't know what the prize is for that, but I know it's not good. It's it's adrenal fatigue and a dead thyroid. That's what it is. Been there, baby. It's not so fun. I won that prize once. I don't want it again. (laughs) Yeah, same. Right. Trust me, the prize is not worth it. Um, But imagine if instead what you did was go, oh, here's something that I found that worked for me. Like you shared one of your taps. Like you were like, oh, I had this great experience with Reiki or this meditation I did or, you know, this thing or whatever you did, right? Right. Here's here's the name of it. Or this really helped me deal with that kind of stress or with when I was dealing with stress. You should try that, you know, and, and say that from not a, a know-it-all place, but from a true caring place to someone. If that's how we responded when someone talked about being stressed, oh, it would it would send that same ripple out like you're talking about, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to be that toxic positivity like, well, you should be trying this. It's like <laughs> I've been there. That was rough. And and the only thing that I could figure out that helped me was X and then share that. And it's not a place of shaming or I'm better than you, or I'm, I'm more spiritual than you. It's none of that. It's just you spreading and helping and, and being kind. Yes. And there is no most spiritual person or most holistic person, like, because that is a unique thing to you, right? It's, it it sort of reminds me of when, you know, people will say like, what's the balance that you should have of masculine and feminine energy? It's like, well, that's unique to you. There's no such thing as a, right. It's indicative to your own body. Exactly. So it's the same, it's the same with this stuff. The more you are responding to your own personal needs, the better. Right. And we, again, we're going to talk about traditional medicine versus alternative medicine. Like we're going to talk about those two things um, in a a future episode coming up. But what I will say, I'm not against Western medicine at all. I'm certainly not. But what I will say is you cannot go to them for a healthy tap in your bucket, that you're not going to find it there. No. Doesn't exist there. No, No, you might get a tap, you might get some release, but it's not, it's only going to be short lasting. Yeah, it's going to be one of those taps that just fills back in, which is what we don't want. So again, there's a lot of reasons to go to do traditional Western medicine. But the fact that this stress is probably causing a lot of the issues you are going to Western medicine for (laughs) um, needs to be addressed. And really, the only place you can do that is with somebody who does some form of energy work. Right. Yeah. All right. That's that's my uh, soapbox moment for the end here. I love it. I'm I'm on board. And find the energy work that works for you. Like in our next episode, we're going to talk about Reiki um, because, well, one, Jamie, you're like a a master wizard or something at Reiki, I think is your official (laughs) title. Official title. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But two, Reiki is such an accessible, amazing um, modality that I think everybody should learn for many different reasons. Right. Um, 
but find what works for you. You maybe right now you don't feel comfortable going somewhere like, you know, learn about it, read about something, do a meditation. Like there are so many things that you can do at home to start this, that just start somewhere is my point. And find if there's one that you tried and you didn't love, then try a different one. There's so many. Right. My, my thing is if someone's resistant to energy work, they don't feel like they know what they're doing or it's awkward or they don't trust a practitioner. The best place to start is actually just by going and getting a massage. Yes. Because a massage physically moves the energy in your body. Right. Right. And the masseuse doesn't even know that they're, they probably, they might, but they probably don't know that they're actually doing that. But Mm -hmm. them just like rubbing your muscles and, and realigning your muscles and the way your body is structured, that's healing your energy. Mm -hmm. That's like starting point because from there, you're going to notice that you're feeling better. You're going to notice that you come out of a massage with this sort of glow about you. Right. And that's because your energy has been rebalanced a little bit while you were in there. And that's a great starting point to find modalities that work for you. I love it. So you heard it here. Jamie said you all have to go get a massage. Go get a massage. (laughs) (laughs) And I will also say that if meditation sounds scary to you, because that was slash is me, start with a guided meditation. There's literally probably tens of thousands, thousands of Mm -hmm. guided meditations on YouTube that you can just sit and listen to. You don't have to like sit alone in the silence and go to some magical land. You sit, (laughs) you listen to someone walking you through it. Mm -hmm. It forces you to sit there because someone's talking and you're listening, but that is a great starting point for meditation. Absolutely. Throw some, throw some frequency music on. You can, on Pandora, on YouTube and listen to that while you're working. Like if you start where you can start is the the main thing and you're going to feel uh, an effect from that. And it's, it's important to do and, and find what works for you. And if you are looking for a, a free meditation, Jamie made one about tuning into your Claire's that's on our website embodylove.me slash intuitive girls is free. Just yep. throw an email address in there and we'll send it right out to you. So um, you can start, there's a guided meditation for you. You can start there too, but start, start where you can start. That's what it yep. means. Just or start. start where you right. can start. If you've fallen off the wagon of taking care of, of yourself with your, you know, energy work stuff, then restart now and leave the shame, check the shame at the door. It happens to everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. So in our next episode, we're going to talk about Reiki. I'm excited. Me too. All right. We'll, we'll see you all then. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.